Hey, this is Greener Grass, a podcast. We are your hosts, Carrie Wheat and Kelly McVeigh, now part of the Digigen Family Podcast. How's it going, guys? We are back for season four. Say it again with me. Season four. It's amazing. I cannot believe that I'm even saying that because it has gone by so fast, but then also during, we just didn't know where it was going. We had to find ourselves, you guys. We had to find our flow and what we wanted and it took some trial and error but we are still alive and well and surviving coming back at you with just another season of hopefully amazing amazing extraordinary people so yeah if you go to our show notes become part of the family opt into our newsletter because we will send you links and photos and info and free stuff if we can anything that we have to offer you we will all right my friends uh this is Kelly and I catching up after a couple weeks. And, uh, you know, I hope we make you laugh. <laughs> this is the weekly roundup. Tell me about your summer because it's changed. Your kids are out of school. Tell me the things. Well, I feel like they're bored always. Um... And, but listen, I, I, I can't say it's a bad, nothing's bad. Nothing's happening. I made them a, uh, I was like, I'm going to get them out and about. And I've been walking a lot. And so I like went out for a walk at like seven this morning and I made a, I took index cards with me and I made a scavenger hunt. Like we live a block over from a playground and I made this huge scavenger hunt with 14 clues And then they were like, we don't want to go on a scavenger. They were like, what's the incentive? What do we, what do we get at the end of the scavenger hunt? And I'm like, that you had fun. You had fun doing a scavenger hunt. Like that's literally, I'll feed you lunch. I said that at one point, they kept coming back in and asking what, and I was like, you'll get fed. Like I'll feed you lunch anyway. And then finally this afternoon, they were like, I was like, okay, I'm going to go with you. Cause I have to pick up all these index cards anyway. There's like 14 index cards out there. And I was like, I'll just go with you. Anyway, they rode their bikes. They, they said that it wasn't amazing, but it they had fun. They literally had fun. I watched them having fun. There was <laughs> um, like four cards that were missing, but they were all for boom, 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 right in a row. And I think a kid found the one that was at like the card that was at the swings. And then they started doing the four. Oh my God. This is so funny. Um, but that's how that's going. And I don't know that we didn't really do. I want them to be doing things and yeah. So it's like this in between time where Mason's doing theater camp, but that doesn't start till July one. There's a cross. Okay. I was going to ask if there's a camp situation. Yeah, there's like soccer and cross country, but that's not till next week. So it's just like this in between time frame. You know, I would feel the same way, but we've had a lot of people tell us that kids being bored is not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, that's probably not a bad, uh, that's probably a, such a true statement. Um, yeah. That in general, it doesn't hurt them at all. Yeah. I mean, Lino DeSalvo was always talking about how boredom is such a good jumping off point for creativity. But I, I get it because Bean is always with me right now. Eventually she's going to go to preschool, but 
I have the same thoughts all the time. And I'm like, you know what? I remember being bored as a kid at home during the summer because there was like maybe one week of camp. It wasn't like how my peers here, like so many of my students who are adults and their kids, they, they have full-time jobs like you do. And their kids are in camp June through August, like without even a day off from school. Yeah. I mean, I feel like in one sense, I, I remember leaving my house early in the morning, riding bikes, playing in the neighborhood. And now I'm like, did I, was I not allowed to come home or do I, did I just literally not want to come home? I mean, we didn't live in a time frame where we had like YouTube and phones and whatever, but yeah. I was outside yeah. all day. Did you not do that? Yeah. Yeah, we were outside. We were outside a lot. And I grew up in Granville, Ohio, and it was a different world. It was a different time. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, obviously the parents weren't worried. Yeah, you're not going to like let Bean like go um, hang out all over LA on her bike. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it was a different time. It was a different place. Um, so Kelly, I actually have a really fun thing that I'm doing later today. My friend Kristen is turning 50 and she is a bit older than me, but I moved here and she was one of those dancers that I looked up to. She just like, was like the coolest fucking chick. Like she was dancing for Backstreet Boys at the time on tour. So, and then, and then she danced for JLo and blah, blah, blah. Turning this is 50 what you say and- about me, you're like, oh my gosh, I had the coolest friend. She literally had a bunch of kids and she stayed in North <laughs> Ohio. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, they don't live very far from me. They're still only 10 minutes away, but I barely see her because our lives are very busy. And it's her birthday and she's decided to go big. So she rented out the restaurant at the Hammer Museum in West LA. And the guest list is like not I want don't want to say open but like you can see who's coming yeah and it's like just going to be a huge reunion it's going to be a big dancer so reunion fun. so it says on there like she's probably going to be wearing Air Force One sneakers not necessarily a cocktail dress so I'm like okay we're going casual they're spinning 90s music so it's going to be just a big dance party so I'm like oh I have zero clothes I've bought zero clothes since the pandemic let me go to the mall it's my day yeah. off from teaching I brought brought me to the mall we went to H&M because I'm not trying to spend a million dollars right now yeah, on, a, I love on a little outfit. Yeah. Yeah. And I tried on these quote unquote 90s jeans and I could not do it, Kelly. You couldn't do the jeans? <sighs> no. Why? I wanted to want to because I tried them on. It looks so not it, like it just like, first of all, the only pair that I was like, okay, I might be okay with these jeans. I literally had these jeans. Were they like 20 years ago? What you didn't like about the jeans? Were they like flared out or pe- what's happening? Well, one of them was like a little bit of a high waist, but like, like destroyed in the front, but then kind of wide, like kind of like a yeah. wide leg big. Yeah. And first of all, I would need to get them completely tailored to fit. They're like a foot too long, number one. Yeah. But even the ones that were not too long for me, I was like, my main thought was I refuse to buy these pants because I had these pants and they were better and I threw them away Mm -hmm. because I thought they would never come back in style. 
That's my thought. Yeah. And all things circle back around. I mean, I never thought those 90s jeans were going to come back around. They weren't that cute. I know. I, I'm tiny on top, big on bottom. So I hate anything that is like flared. At. I think all those things make me look large. <sighs> For me, it's just like, I had these jeans and they were better and I no longer have them. If I had them, I would wear them, but I don't have them. They're gone. So did you leave so, nothing? I left with nothing. I was like, I'm overthinking this. I'm just going to go be comfortable, wear my Birkenstocks and have fun. I'll do my makeup. But like everyone's going to be, drunk I was, and no one's going to know what you you even have on. Or, or they're just excited. Like, I haven't seen some of these people in, like, 5, 10, 15 years. So I'm just, like, I think Chris Judd is coming to this thing. What? We all know who Chris Judd is. Yeah, Chris Judd is coming. Like That's so fun. You know, that whole generation of, you know, I think Eddie Garcia is coming. I to love Eddie Garcia, too. Like, yeah, he, these L.A. choreographers. That's so fun. Chris um, has been to our studio a couple times. Oh, Chris Judd. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's come for a like a few like little things that we did. I love that. Well, interesting. This is full circle. You're going to go to a dance party. Um, mm -hmm. So fun. I am going to post on greener grass, but I went to 40 deuces on Friday night. I saw that picture. I was like, is that 40 deuce? What made you guys go? So, you just wanted a fun night. I think I, I, I feel like Sal and I need to like a date date night. And I reached out to two of like he hangs out with a, a bunch of guys, but a couple of the guys that he hangs out with all the time, I reached out to their girlfriends and I was like, Hey, what if we get tickets to the speakeasy burlesque show? And we surprise the guys and the girls were all about it. And I was like, we won't tell them where we're going. Um, and so we went to Easton, went to the burlesque show. I had had a day you know, when you have a day and you know that you're going all in on the evening, cause I'm not a huge drink. So if I'm going all in, I literally know when I'm going all in. So we showed up, I had had a day and I was like, let's go. And I was dancing at the end of the night and all the things we had a really good time. How about the dancing? Like, how is the, how is the performance? Um, you know what? I actually, listen, we always love the 42 shows, but I liked two of, there were two new dancers since the la mm -hmm. last two times I went. Well, I've only been three times, but the first two times I went, it was all three were the same performers. Um, there were two new girls and I really liked one of the new girls. Okay. I okay. Really, I like really it. good. I felt like she was strong. Um, we had, we just had so much fun. So dance night party. I didn't, you know, I'm not an over, I mean, listen, I was going to say I'm not an overthinker and I'm an overthinker in life, but I'm not an overthinker about shorts or shoes or pants. Oh, got it. Got it. Got it. Like if I go into a mall, I literally go in and buy something within 10 minutes and I'm out. Like if I was going to a birthday party and I needed to run to, uh, H&M or wherever I would literally go in there and I'd shop for 10 minutes and I would leave with something would you try it on no okay okay but in this case all jeans are different though I don't try right. on jeans either so everyone thinks it's odd but if I try something on I'm not going to buy it 
I think dressing room lighting is awful. I think dressing room mirrors are awful. I literally feel bad about myself within five minutes and I will buy nothing. If I leave with it, I most likely will not take it back and I will make it work. Okay. So even if it's like not the right size, you're like, whatever, I'll figure this out. Yeah. I mean, I think I have a pretty good, as you get older, you kind of know what's going to work and not work. And I do also think that I, when you're younger, you think if it's in style, like you should buy it, you should do what's trending. And I think as you get older, you're like, no, just because that is in style doesn't mean that Kelly McVeigh should be wearing it. Like you kind of, yes, that's how I feel. You know what you should be doing and you just like rock with that instead of trying to do something that everyone else is doing. Yeah. So I had been with me as well. So I couldn't dive in as I would if I were by myself. Yeah. And, and like I picked up like, you know, jeans is like size 25, 26, 27, 28, yeah. 30. I picked up a size 28, which is, I think my size. Yeah. And I tried on, I'm like, this isn't a 28. It was like a 32. Yeah. It's just like, like it wasn't sized right. Yeah. So I was like, I, I can't, I can't just, I can't just eyeball it because the other problem I have now that my body's changed slightly Yeah. is that when I look at something before, I'd be like, that fits me or it doesn't. And now I can't do that anymore. Cause I'm yeah. so wrong every time. Your body has shifted. You know what this is? And we can cut this out if this is not a conversation you want to have, but I was thinking about this the other day and I want to know what your um, thoughts are on this. So when you have a baby, we're going to talk panties, okay? Oh, yeah. Okay. When you have a baby, you go to granny panty maternity underwear because there's not really, a, like, that's what you have to do, right? I don't know if you did that or you just lived in yoga pants, but you're forced into out of, like, cute, sexy, fun, whatever, and you go to granny panty maternity underwear. Did you not do that? Okay. So the thing is I never do sexy underwear in the first place. Okay. So there we go. What, and why, because you just like comfort. Yeah. Like I have a go-to, but so it's like the sexy isn't that sexy and my grannies aren't that granny. So I I basically do the gap cotton underwear, no matter what stage of life I'm in. Okay. This is good to know. So you're a middle ground girl all the time. Yeah, cotton underwear. I don't mess with the thongs. I don't mess with the satins or the lace or all any of that. Okay, listen. And I just do the cotton. All questions. So here's what I'm going to say, and also probably too much information, but we can decide for keeping or not. So I think you go through this phase in life, maternity. Well, I'm ta- speaking for myself. Apparently, I, I'm not saying like hot and sexy, but you, I, I had grown up and worn cuter panties. Then you go to like okay. granny panty maternity and then you like start to like, am I going to get out of this situation? And then I think you're comfortable, whatever. <laughs> then you start dating. Right. And then you're like, so then you like shift a little. Anyway, I was looking through and I was like, I got to get out of this like comfort zone. I, I do think there is something with clothes and all things that if you're in comfort zone, you can kind of like get so comfortable that you're not caring about all the things you don't think that. We all oh yeah I'm oh yeah now you know what mine kind of has a different it, it like it like spits out the machine different than yours like for me it's that I haven't bothered to wear any type of makeup or do my hair 
And again, like you're seeing me now, my hair is just straight. I have no makeup, but you, I don't look a hot mess. Also talk about that. You are naturally gorgeous. Like, oh, well, thank you. But so are you. No, (laughs) no. Listen, I think without makeup and I can look, I'm getting, I'm, I mean, we're getting older. You have perfect skin. You look amazing. I think there's a totally different vibe between Kelly, no makeup rolled out of bed and Kelly put together. Now, listen, I'm not put together today. I'm pretty pretty tried. Every time I see a picture of you, makeup or not, I'm like, I love it. But that's my perspective. Yeah, Um, I definitely was in the dressing room today and you're right about the lights. I was like, this is terrible. Right. I fit the same size of clothes, but I fit them differently. And, um, you know, it's like, I don't really do makeup. I never get dressed up anymore. You know, that's my version of like, oh, I'm getting older. I'm a little in a comfort zone because there's no motivation for me to do that stuff because I'm doing the same thing every day. I also think that that's where, what stage of life you're in with being. Oh yeah. Like you guys are like, you're, you're doing the mom home, whatever thing. And so it's like, why am I going to like get ready, do whatever when I'm going to the playground, I'm going to be sweating my butt off. I'm going to end up carrying her, carrying groceries, carrying whatever. Um, I think it's just like a different vibe of life too. Yeah. If she, you know, when she gets older, I'm sure it'll shift a little bit, but yeah, definitely now. And then this, this 50th birthday party, it's definitely like, I get invited to things, but they're not important necessarily. Like I'll, this one's important. Like it makes a difference for me to be at this one. So like I plan a couple weeks in advance. Like I'm not teaching tonight. Oh, I've got nice. Ace at home. It's oh yeah, it's oh, and this is the best part. My friend planned it for five thirty to nine thirty because obviously so many of her friends have kids. <laughs> so that is so funny. Okay, so do you? But do, I have this question too. Because you don't wear makeup and do your hair and all the things, when you do it, do you feel like a celebrity, rock star? No, but Bean's like, what are, what's your face look like? And I don't know. I don't know if I feel like a rock star. Because listen, you did have a time frame of life where you were doing fake lashes and like yeah, doing I know. every day because you were doing your I own know. burlesque. You were in your own burlesque shows. I I know. I don't know. I don't know. It feels like a like a like a very comfortable shoe. <laughs> that's that's how I feel about it. because I don't actually have lashes on my face. We all know this. Yeah. Like the the lashes that I have, there's zero. So I actually, if I'm doing my makeup, there a lash gets put on just so that I have a lash on my face. Um. So I'm about to do it all. I'll take a picture for you guys. But I think that like, it's also like, she's like, it's not a costume party, but definitely 90s vibes. So you guys can just wear your 90s clothes. So I'm going to pull out a Motley Crue t-shirt, I think. Look, you're going to be so hot. I think it's so fun. I guess that that's the story that what I'm saying is sometimes, and I think especially when you work from home, like today I got, I get ready. I do get ready. 90% of the time, but like I got ready. I had on jeans. I had on this off the shoulder, like long sleeve top, but it is like raining and cold in Ohio today. And it got to be five o'clock. And I was like, I'm going to put on pajama pants and a and sweatshirt. And I'm so happy. And I literally could have worked, worked in this all day, 
but there's something that I feel yeah. like I have to like get ready. No, I mean, I think that's probably a good thing to do because my version would be that same top and then the pajama pants on the bottom for the whole day. And then there's, there's a part of you that doesn't feel like you're like put together for your job. Well, I think too, like you, you tend to like, you're all about taking care of all the things because you do aerial, like you're like, that's physical. I think if you're in sweatpants, sometimes it's hard to like get mo- like motivated, but you have a life that creates motivation. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't necessarily need it for the daytime. Um, for the day when I'm just, just at home, I've been teaching a lot, Kelly. Like today is my first day from not teaching in like five, six days. Okay. You have been teaching a lot. I've been seeing this in your stories. Why is that, that happening? Uh, there's sub like subbing things like some of the other, there's a lot of people out of town. Like what I've noticed May through June like intermittently, every single person that I know has taken a week or two in there. So whether or not the kids are just out of school and then they take off. I have a student who's been in Japan for six weeks randomly. One that's, and these are the ones without kids. Uh, one that went to Japan for two weeks for some reason. People are all over the place, in and out. Um, so yeah, it's been a lot of teaching. So a lot of aerial for me. Um, also for my job job, like I... I'm doing a teacher training this week. I'm getting a bunch of students coming in for just a $20 private to help my training teachers learn. And um, and I revamped my website and so, learning a lot of things. So we can share this with the greener grass as I ask you. And again, we, we can always cut these things out. But I think we should share what we're doing. Like, I think that it's fun for the for our listeners to know what you and I are doing. Yeah. So I think we should be sharing a little bit about your teacher training or your air because you never know who's out there and is intrigued by the fact that you're an aerialist and you teach aerial. I want to share some of that content on our, our page. Yeah. And I have awesome videos of being training slash just having fun. Uh, she is spinning. Like my adults are like, Oh God, I wish I could spin like that without wanting to throw up because she's just like, I mean, I've been watching this, but like, she's for sure going to be all in and doing aerial. Well, I was like trying to figure out how to put her in gymnastics. Kelly, I know it's this much everywhere. Gymnastics is like $200 a month for kids. And, and then it's a 45 minute a week class. I was like, no, come on. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. So taking piano and, um, you know, her father and I are supposed to share activity, the cost of activities and, um, it's 160 a month and it's a 30 minute class and 30 weekly 30 minutes. And it's 160 for the month. Anyway, he messaged me and he was like, is this Mozart? Like who the hell is teaching her? (laughs) Mozart? (laughs) Anyway. But I, I shopped around, like I literally shopped around and yeah, that's yeah. how much lessons are. I mean, note to self, everyone out there, if you have a special skill, teach kids because you can charge up the wazoo because, oh my God, like that's, that's the same, that prorated to the amount of time because an aerial class in LA, if a drop in 90 minutes for $40, which I think is kind of high in the first place. Yeah. But 45 minutes 
And you're basically spending basically $35 to $40 for the kid to not have a private, to be in like a classroom atmosphere. But I'm just like, so Kelly, you know what my decision was on this? I was like, wait, she's in aerial class once or twice a week with me, having fun. Other parents would pay for that experience. A lot more than $30 probably. Yeah. And she's got a little Sunday school at church with the same kids. Yeah. So she's getting a social environment and then she's getting the workout. I'm like, let's leave it there at zero dollars. <laughs> zero dollars. <laughs> I like that. I'm really yeah. going to be learning how to play piano on YouTube to teach Emerson. Okay, you know. <laughs> I mean, it does help in this case that I'm an aerial teacher. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah obviously. But I'm like, you know what? This is so silly. Like I'm thinking of paying somebody $200 so that she can be watched by another gymnastics teacher when I teach Ariel. It's like, okay, well, I get that it's different with another instructor. You learn different skills with different teachers, but what the hell? Yeah. This is what's happening. So, uh, teaching a lot and, uh, doing all the things. Do you know last week in my career development uh, phase of my life, I listened to probably five, six, seven hours of Google ad podcast tutorials. You did. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to try to like, um, like fry all your brain cells all at once, you should try it. Did you feel like you learned (laughs) anything? I did. So I went into it. I, I don't know if you ever go into these things, learning technical stuff, but I'm like, I want to go in and my first goal is to like listen and not feel like I'm like a, an alien to it. Yeah. Like just normalize the, what is it? The, just like all the analytics, blah. Like the first time I listened to it, I wanted to shoot myself in the face, but kept on going and now I feel comfortable-ish. Uh, so that's what I'm learning. I'm learning how to place Google ads. For my business, so sexy. Well, I'm very impressed. Hey, you know, another thing that I think, so I think we should have the pod that you dropped for Ariel. I would love to put it over on Greener Grass. Oh, Jen Bricker. Yes. Oh my God, let's talk about Jen Bricker and then drop it, okay? So check this out, guys. Jen Bricker, she, it came out in the news in 2020, uh, 2012 that this, this woman who was born without legs due to like a... Um, birth defect and but she was adopted she was given up for adoption by her biological family adopted by this beautiful family in illinois that raised her she started power tumbling and then got famous from it how do you and power tumble with no legs is my question you have to see the video it's crazy okay you're gonna send this and then we're gonna yeah 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 because i so i have to say that there was a time when i taught dance in boston I had a little girl that had no legs. It was in, I want to say like a five-year-old combo class. I don't remember if it was like tap and ballet or ballet and jazz. It was a combo class and she didn't have any legs. And she, but the thing about it was, is that her mom wanted her in the experience and the thing. So if we, let's say we skipped across the floor, she would pull herself across the floor. Then we would gallop across the floor. She'd pull herself across the floor. But then in the dance, like I create, I made the, I made extra arm movements. Like I did. Yeah. Like Port of Rock. Whatever. Um, But when you were, when I was, I, 
when I saw that you just posted that, dropped that, I was like, I have to listen to this. I'm so intrigued. Yeah, she's, well, she's in my small community here because she became an aerialist and she was living in LA for many years. So a lot of my friends know her and like, it was very easy for me, like, be, like hey, Jen, our, our mutual friend, Tanya, blah, blah, blah. But she's famous around the world. She's written books, blah, 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 because she, we, she was doing power tumbling. Then it broke regional, then national, then international news that this woman who has no legs, who's an acrobat, her biological sister is Dominique Macchiano, who is the Olympic gymnast that everybody knows from like the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Yeah. So did they give her up because of her disability? Uh, she said... She said that was probably the reason. Okay. She, um, that was probably the reason in a Romanian family who's really big in gymnastics. Prob I mean, I don't know. She said most probably, but she was raised by this beautiful family. But she just, like when I spoke to her, she had just had a beautiful baby shower. Her biological family was there for it. So she's, you know, really like, like cultured, you know, cultivated that relationship. Isn't it and she was just like, that she, went into gymnastics and power tumbling and all of that. You know what I'm saying? That she was adopted, but that that's still the path she still where she ended up. I mean, it's incredible. She's pregnant now with her first child. And, um, did you know the name before you, did you know the name before me talking about no. it? I just okay, saw it yeah. today and I, saw the picture and I was just got goosebumps. You know how I get about all things that, that inspire anyone. And I was just like, this is incredible. Yeah. I want to listen to this podcast. Um, I was excited. Yeah. She's, um, you know, she's internationally known and she's talking about what it's like to be in an airport. Half the people thinking she can't even like get to her own seat. And the other half of people thinking that she's like superwoman because they know what she does, you know, yeah for a living. She was on tour with Britney Spears. She does, she has an aerial partner. She's trampoline, all these crazy things. Not crazy, but what people might think are crazy for somebody who has her disability or just has, you know, a person without legs. So, uh, I love that you saw that. Yeah. We'll, uh, I'll take some of the technical aerial talk out and then we'll put it up for greener grass for people yeah, I to listen the to greener it. grass listeners would love it. So random and look, we're just chatting away today and then we can, because I know we've gone for a while, we can be done. But so my dad, like a year ago, I want to say a year ago was telling me that there's this ultra runner Harvey. I'm going to look it up just to make sure I say it right. I think it's Harvey Lewis. He's a teacher in Cincinnati and for his whole teaching career, career, he runs 10 miles to work, teaches, and then runs 10 miles home. And that he became an ultra marathon runner and that I should look him up. He was like, I think maybe he has a podcast. I was like, you know how I am. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to reach out to him to see if he'll be on our podcast. I It's Harvey Lewis. I had never done that. I never had reached out to him. I kind of forgot about it. Anyway, but every once in a while, my dad would mention Harvey. Then there's an Amazon Prime documentary on Harvey now and him running ultra marathons, whatever. Anyway, he went to New Zealand. He is in a race that is the last man standing. So you just keep running this loop until the very last man is up. He ran for 90 hours, 385 what? miles, and he just dropped out. And there's, and so the last, the last guy is going to win, but there were only 
So it was just him and two other people? Him and two other people as of they've been running since Saturday. Um, Wait, so they don't like stop to sleep? So they don't do the any thing. of that? I do think that they take like break, like a break, but you have to do the loops in a certain amount of time frame. And Got it. So if you're not on track, you're automatically out. Like if you don't make the Got loop it. in a certain amount of time, then you're out. So they're running with like headlights on their heads, um, nine hours, three days, 18 hour days. So they must have breaks, but they all take the break at the same time, I guess. Got it. Got it. And then they restart the next day. Yeah. So 90, he did 90 hours, 375 miles. Um, and he just dropped out. And I told my dad, like, it's crazy that I'm sad that he dropped out because he literally ran that many miles, 385 miles is how he finished it. Can you imagine? No, listeners, if you saw my face. (laughs) (laughs) I I barely made the marathon, like, and I walked probably 10 miles of it, let's be honest. And I'm just like, I can't imagine running 385 miles. And I want to say he had, I'm going to look, but not that you guys all care. I shared it in my stories today, but their, their miles are fast. Like they're not, they can't slow down because they have to, they have to do the loop in the right amount of time. So they're running fast miles. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I'm very impressed. I don't understand. You know how I feel about running. (laughs) Yeah, understand, but I'm very, very um, impressed with, with these people. Who are these people? And then I'll just finish by saying tomorrow's my dad's birthday And he is riding, I don't think he would care if I shared how old he is, but he's riding his bike his age. That's how far Uh, he's riding tomorrow. And he ran that in miles today. Like, so I'm 46. He would have ran today 4.6 miles, but that's, he's not 46. So he ran that in miles today and tomorrow he's riding his bike that many miles and I'm like yeah on my birthday I want to like order a whole pizza and <laughs> you know what I mean like stay on my yeah it's like I'm not gonna go yeah. bike 47 miles on my birthday oh my god sometimes I, th- I I see people who are ultra motivated and it makes me less motivated is that weird <laughs> no no listen it's not weird <laughs> at all I, I I totally understand that actually huh <sighs> Well, I know basically we're, you listen to a bunch of Google training and your brain's (laughs) fried and I don't know. I mean, the amount of things that I've, this is crazy to me that like, I'm good at this one thing, aerial teaching and, and dance. And for me to have the business I want, I need to be somehow good at like marketing, writing, tech. Yeah. Website development, editing. Uh, really? Yeah, apparently. I was thinking, if you don't have enough money to throw at people. I was thinking about that on about Greener Grass too, like on our weekly roundups. I think that you and I are um, people who like to take in lots of content and information. And you are a master marketer. I know you're doing all this oh, to market works, but you, the fact that you, um, I was, I did a um, training for my job today about creating email databases and the importance of having an email list because it overcomes all algorithms. 
um, there's like a lot of talk right now about the importance of email or newsletters. Yeah, definitely digital marketing podcasts are talking all about the resurgence of email marketing. Yeah, everyone's Somehow. talking about email yeah. right now. And I was talk. I said, Greener Grass has, um, you know, a newsletter that we send out and we share a little bio of what's, what our guests are. And then that leads them back to the podcast. And someone said, what platform is, is it on? And I was like, I, I have no, I, I have no idea. I couldn't <laughs> create it if I wanted. So I'm training. If someone asks you again, MailChimp and WordPress. Okay. MailChimp and WordPress. Anyway, but I was thinking <laughs> you and I should share some of that here and there because I have a lot of marketing in my own way. Yeah. Um, yeah, you do. It's just not sa- the sales marketing side versus like the, what I'm doing. Yeah. It's kind of like the other side of the coin. Yeah. So I feel like we should share our knowledge with our listeners just because I feel like, you know, why not here every once in a while? Well, you know, what I'm really proud of is that over time I took over and greener grass and then my own business. I took over all of the editing the blogs because I used to have an editor because I was like, I don't know, I can't, I don't sound good. So she over time taught me and then kicked me out of the nest and said she wasn't going to help me anymore because I could do it myself. I like that. And then Asa didn't kick me out, but like he just got so busy. And so I learned how to do it myself. So now I'm a hundred percent doing all of the audio for our podcast. And it's, and it's, better because I don't have to wait for him. He's so busy. I'm just like, can you do my little thing right now? And he's like, not now. We're here eating bonbons, just like (laughs) showing up to chat about what's going on while Carrie like creates all of the magic behind the scenes. Listen, that, I mean, it's not like we have the same, the same title. You're a co-host and I'm a co-host and I'm I'm the producer. We don't both have to be the producer. Exactly. There you go. You know, um, and I look at the analytics for our, our podcast. Greener Grass has been doing even slightly better than elect, expecting aerialists recently. I don't know. I think people find it after the fact. Yeah. And then they binge some some episodes. Yeah. So that's been happening, which is lovely. I love that. I love information um, too. Kelly, uh, this is, I cannot believe we're saying this, but this is the beginning of season four. I know. I kind of love that you're saying that. Season four. I know. Season four, which means we're like three and a half years in or whatever it is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when, when, uh, when the CEO of Digital Podcast, the group that we're with, said to me, you know, the ones that are really, really doing well are 10 years deep. I was like, no. Isn't that and I'm, Of course. And now I'm like, of course that makes sense. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. even today I listened to one of the people out there talking about email. I did a training about email and someone else did a training about email. And I jumped on because I wanted to hear if I, there was something I, miss, I was missing. They were saying that seven years, it's their database. They've been creating it for seven years. And I think sometimes people yeah. think that they're going to be like, oh, I'm going to do this. And then they yeah. do it and they think it's going to happen overnight. And like things take time. I mean, I would say things take 10 years overall. Like when you're talking about any field in any project, because if you're creating a brand or something that you have to get people who are really excited about it, yeah. it's like it takes unless you have all the money in the world to dump into like Super Bowl advertising where everybody's eyes are on it. Um, you know, for me, I realized I spent the last five years building my products for my business. Yeah. And now I don't have a product problem. I have a marketing problem. 
which is why the Google ads, because when somebody Googles Ariel Silks, they need to be able to find me. Yeah. So, um, so it's wonderful to be on the other side of that, but it's stressful too. Cause I'm just like, Oh, I'm not making enough money doing it. Oh, it's because I haven't reached the people who might want it. Yeah. And how do you do that? Yeah. Well, listen, I'm sure you saw, like, I want to do some personal life coaching. Like I do it on the daily always. I love it. I'm obsessed with it. Um, and I posted and I got all of this like feedback. I had people send me messages and I was thinking today because I need to keep going. Like I, it was one post, like you can't do something once and think that like, yeah. even if you get a lot of whatever, like it takes yeah. a lot to make things go in the world. And now everybody's got like, it just goes so fast. So you can't just mention something to somebody once, twice, three times. That's be like 20 times. Yeah before they'll like click on it and buy something. Like I think about some of the um, podcasts that I listen, like I am a huge Dave fan, Dave Chang fan. He's a celebrity cook. Yeah. And he's got this whole line of products. He's got like instant ramen noodles that aren't fried. Like I've been listening to him for years. And how long did it take for me listening to his podcast every week to actually buy something from him? Yeah. Because like he earned my trust a long time ago, but I just didn't click. Yeah. And, um, so that, that's, 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 that's the deal friends. So good news, Beth. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, oh, in this world where everybody's trying to do their own thing, yeah. it, 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 it would make you feel good that like the people who you think are, are making it so easily. I don't think anybody is. Yeah. Everyone's working hard. Yeah. Everybody. Um, okay. So we have a guest starting next week and we'll, uh, you know, you won't have to wonder where we went on summer. We'll be right there with you as you do your laundry or do the dishes or something. Or go for a walk. Season four. Here we go. That's right. All right, Cal. Have a wonderful day. Thanks. You too. Bye, Greener Grass listeners. All right, my friends. Thank you for being with us. And, you know, thank you for listening in general. We really, really, really appreciate you. Check out the show notes. Opt into our newsletter. Give us a five-star rating or review. We are a slave to the algorithm. It means so much. It helps people find us. We appreciate you. Tell your family, friends, coworkers. If you enjoy this podcast, email us. If you, you know, just want to say something to us or bring us some suggestions, carry at grandravcreative.com. All right, guys. Uh, with Digitant Podcasts, check out my other one called The Expecting Aerialist, all about motherhood and just figuring it out. So if you're a mom... If you're going to be a mom, if you want to be a mom, there's stuff there for you. All right, guys. Uh, Yeah, over and out. See you guys next week. This is Greener Grass. Mm